money and knocks right out the money counter straight to the lot bitch i do a lot yeah eat murder yeah niggas know i do a lot born big records bitch i, I do, do a lot. lot that's the reason why your bitch love me big money pig hunting we don't do no pork on our fork that shit disgusting disgusting money conversation so no interrupting been the subject glocky with a switchy i'm a finger fuck it nigga fuck it i come from the trenches but a nigga love it thinking of it how you say you want that man to die but you ain't killing nothing nigga brothers fuck with me and mine and in the village everybody Yo, 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 man, what's good? It's your boy Jay Bender here with another episode of Cushion Coffee Podcast. Today we got the brother, two official, producer, ex-rapper, came down with this joint right here, this whole project, man. A lot right here going down in the back of the airways. What's up, bro? Say what's up, bro. What's going on, bro? How you feel? Good, bro. How about yourself? Man, I'm blessed. I'm happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Good Cushion Coffee. I appreciate you coming through, man. Usually, usually we in the evening right now, but in the morning times where the coffee comes. Now we're just going to get lit up, though. Let's do it. How you doing, man? For everybody that don't know what you do, give them a little shout-out, man. Let them know what you do, your credentials and shit like that. Check what it do, man. It's Super Producer, two official Chicago's on, you know what I'm saying? Been putting this work in for many, many years. Got a lot of features, got a lot of collabs, and work with a lot of big artists. Now I'm just here to bring, it, bring more music and more greatness to the world. Man, speak about the beginning. Let's talk about the beginning first before we get into all these extra pieces of art that you laid down, man, recently. I'm kind of like a new fan, just so you know, because it's good to hear some good hip-hop music out there, you know? Respect, respect. As far as, like, uh, the shit that I listen to, Wu-Tang, shit like that, the locks, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. Definitely. Uh, big pun kind of style, you know what I'm saying? You got the old hey, school. I got in trouble for having a big pun CD. Did you really? Yes, sir. I was I was, like, 12 years old, you know? My favorite joint was what they had on the radio. So, you know what I'm saying? I ain't the player. I just crush a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, the explicit version yeah. way different I from the radio. Lot, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, I had my granny go buy me the CD. I'm at the crib. I fresh bumping got it. Bumping that shit. I'm bumping it. They coming in like, what is you listening to? I'm like. Granny bought it. Right. <laughs> granny bought it. We Gucci. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm keeping this one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was like, uh, that was like my one of my introductions to music, like my grandma used to always buy me CDs. Like I remember her buying me clips, Lord willing. Um, I remember her buying me Big Pun. But my initial um, first introduction with me to music, I would say, with my my late uncle who just who passed away a couple years ago, Steel Bill. He was a DJ, um, so he used to bring me all the singles every week. So I used to get like twenty CDs every Friday. With nothing but singles, you know, the singles back in the day used to come through the radio pool, the clean, dirty, the instrumental. Mm -hmm. So I used to always go to the instrumental and just rap to the instrumental. And that was like my real first introduction. And how old were you then? Like 10, 11. Golden age of hip hop, basically? Yeah, yeah. But then I, even before then, like I always been around music. Now that I think about it, I remember my brothers rapping. You know what I'm saying? That was back in the days when we had boombox. They used to take the headphones. You know, but back in the back in the day, used to be able to rap through the headphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reverse yeah. the signal. They used to rap through the headphones and record it on the tape deck. So it was just like I always been around it. I always seen it. So when I got my hands on it, it was just like, man, I didn't stop. <sighs> Growing up to that, and you you started rapping too with your little brothers or what? No, I started rapping on my own because my brothers was older than me. My brothers, my oldest brother is ten years older than me, and then my other brothers is eight. My other brother is eight years older than me. So it was like I picked it up and started doing it on my own because they was already doing it. They was already doing it with their friends. It wasn't like I can rap with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just hang started, out with them and shit. I just started doing it on my own. Then they caught wind of what I was doing, and they always encouraged me because they wanted to keep me out the street. So they're like, "Yeah, bro, keep doing that music shit." <laughs> yeah. So then, when did you when did you transition from that? Like, how many how many uh, tracks did you lay from becoming a rapper slash next to the thing to be a producer? Man, uh, when I was rapping, I had well over a thousand songs because I just used to wake up and record, um, and I used to make beats. So when I got to that point, it was just like I would record every day. It was like practicing my craft. A thousand songs? Yeah, well over a thousand. Like even when I go back and listen to old songs, I'm like, damn, I forgot I recorded that. That's crazy. I got a, I got an archive of secret songs that ain't nobody heard that are so, still in the stash. So, can I ask, like, what are you what are you waiting on? Like, as far as putting your art out, are you like picky or do you have like 
like fuck it, I shouldn't even go back down that road type I'm feeling. Put, I'm putting my art out. I'm 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 happy with putting this art out. Uh, but you got a thousand more tracks probably unheard of. I got two thousand more beats. <laughs> so it's like I'm focused on this lane. I ain't, I ain't yeah, going yeah. back. Like I I go back down memory lane and play it for myself just to hit a growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't have the passion to want to go in a booth and rap. I might hear beat and freestyle a little bit, but I ain't got the passion to want to go in the booth no more. Yeah, you should just like lay down all those on hidden tracks that you ain't ever shared with anybody. You should just put them all on the mixtape and just drop it. Everybody said, it. I said, if I ever come back as a rapper, y'all wouldn't know it's me. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how, what, what made you fall in love with the beat making or make you transition to the beats? Uh, I always was making beats. It's just like when I fully. Full blown was rapping. I didn't have time to make beats. Oh, okay. So, <coughs> <coughs> so when I got time, I just tap back in because like it was producers like Chase Davis, who who sat around me for many days. Like, bro, I don't care if, if I sit around you every day, I make you make a beat again because you gonna you gonna get that feeling sooner or later. Because I was I didn't care about music. I went through a spell. It was like okay. You can make it beat in front of me. I ain't touching the computer. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, you fell in love with it? Then I, it came back to me. and, and it just, it, When it came back to me, I was just like, okay. I always say if it come back around to me twice, I do it a whole lot differently. So for me to do it a whole lot differently, I can't do the things that I did the first time. So that's why you would never hear me rap on the track. Yeah. You might hear me come talk on the track as an intro or talk some shit on the track because y'all ain't never heard that from me. Yeah. So I'm just trying to be better and come back better because if you get a second chance in this, that second wave is always stronger. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up, man. So growing up between that that era of hip-hop and everything, so how did you listen to music in the beginning? Just like on man, CDs or shit. just a Nah, shit. I, I had tapes. Like I remember going to the flea market, buying color tapes, bootleg tapes, no limit, bootleg cash money. Bootleg Jay-Z tapes, like, I had them just because I wanted to hear the music. Then I graduated to CDs, and as as, as technology progressed, or no, you know, of course I progressed with it, but it all started with tapes and CDs. So who was your biggest rap artist that you liked uh, growing up? Um, of course I was a Jay-Z fan. I think I might have had every Jay-Z CD growing up. Um but my main musical influence that I loved the most was Clips when they came out because I like how Pharrell flipped their sound and still kept it gutter and grimy. But all the beats was like happy beats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Upbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all up, upbeat. Happy melodies, you know what I'm saying? Uptempo melodies. It wasn't like, it didn't really match what they were saying, but they made it They made it coherent. Yeah, yeah. So when when you started controlling the beats, and started hearing different sounds and shit like that. So I know that a lot, like a lot of people are more talented with sounds and the way they hear things and shit yeah. like that. So like, do you sometimes just get lost and get in the zone, man, and just be like, yeah, like you're tapped in and you're just gone. Yeah, like I love when I tap in because when I tap in like that, I can tap in and do like twenty, thirty beats and just be good for like a week or two. So I love when I get in that zone and tap in because they just coming. I'm just steady knocking them out. It's one after another. It's just I feel it. So throughout like the days and, and the weeks, do you always like be harmonizing new fucking melodies and beats in your head way throughout the day and shit? Um, not All right, really. kind of just when you're in front of the computer. Just when busy. I really get in front of the computer, when I take that time and sit down in front of the computer to get busy, because it's like I focus when I get the time. That time you made that first banger, dog. Like <laughs> when you you finally like every you you blew everybody out in the room. Like holy shit, that shit was cold. Well, you remember what track that was? Like when they got excited when they hear that beat, or it's basically pretty much every time you drop something, it was fire. No, I can't say every time I drop something was fire because that just to be me being overly cocky. But um, the joint that I can say I remember that everybody was really that got a lot of people in tune was uh, the gangsters make the world go round with Young Buck. That was the joint that uh really had people really understanding that, yo, he can really do this on a different level because that record I curated from nothing. Like, <clears throat> when Buck gave, sent me the verse, I didn't have a hook. 
I had to create a hook around what he was saying to even mesh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I had to get with the R&B singer to even, even, even make it what it was. So how was that, man, working with different artists like Young Buck and shit like that? Oh, man, that was fun. I love working with different artists because it's uh, it gives you different experiences. You know what I'm saying? You get different sounds. You learn different things. Um, and just that experience of being around people and, and having genuine conversation. Um, go back to my page. It should be on my um, Instagram. No, nah, on my uh, what, on oh. the, uh, Apple. <clears throat> um, it should be like the uh, it should be a single cover. Go down. Go to show all. Go yeah, right there, next to the sky face to the right. One more to your left. Faces make the world go round. Right okay. there. Yeah. So it's like this record really made people understand that like yo he can really do this because they felt like when i switched my name i didn't really brag about the things that i had done yeah just like i'm coming in with a clean slate if you know you know if you don't you don't so go ahead and introduce this real quick we can give a small glimpse of this man yo 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 what up what up what up it's that brand new gangsters make the world go around free train young buck and my homeboy rashad king right here on cushion coffee podcast let's go yo check it out yeah bro your whole sound uh, is fucking fire bro. appreciate it yeah that should go crazy it's cool to see young buck back at it too man i mean I, that's one thing i like to just bring a lot of artists that you wouldn't normally hear together together yeah you know what i'm saying that's what i feel like super producers and and executive producers are good at like that's what Callies are good at that's what the diddies are good at that's what the um young bergs are good at bringing talented artists together together that you would normally see on the track and everybody shine yeah so moving through the industry man like that was, like, when you got who was your first artist you really messed with or picked up one of your beats, man? Moving through the industry, uh, first artist that ever picked up a beat from me was Soldier Boy. How was that? Uh, which one? Was, I was young, so it was like. Was it just when he was coming out too? Kind of. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit after that. Okay. Um, he wasn't the CEO that he is now, so I can't. That's all I say. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> And then uh, after that, what was that? What, uh, Money Man. When I when I really came back, yeah, Money Man gave me my first shot with uh, Grow Guys on the Grow Guys mixtape. We got the song Flower Pots. So that was like my first real major placement. Is coming back. It's too official. So the last album that was past this, right before the one was uh, Rap is Art. Yeah. So that shit go crazy too. Appreciate it. It was a setup for Rap Basel. It was just like a, a a teaser. It was like an appetizer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like when I gave it to people, I felt like they slept on it. So it's like, you know what? Rap Basel, I'm going to smack you niggas inside <laughs> the head for everybody that ever slept on me. And, and that's what it's been doing. Like, it's steady growing gradually. It's steady growing genuinely, organically. So I'm, I'm just loving it. Yeah, yeah. As far as, the, like, the artists you pick for, you know, Rapper's art. How'd you go through that list and decide, man? Like, all right, I'm gonna choose Bootface. I'm gonna choose Easy O'Hara. You know I mean, it's just me making music with with peers. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody that I that I make music with, I can probably call in my phone. Yeah. So it's just me ha- having fun with music, making music amongst my friends. Like, so okay. that, and that's how I look at it. Like with this and Rob Basel, that's how I felt about it. Like everybody that's on there, I had a per- I got a personal connection with, so I can call and ask for certain things. So it's like that was that's the main thing with it. That's why I think it's being perceived the way it's being perceived because it's genuine. It's me making music with people that I genuinely know. That's what's up, man. <clears throat> so as, as far as like 
marketing and all that, man, how do you, you got like a team for that? Or how do you deal with that, man, as far as like managing your projects and uh, marketing um, on the marketing side? Um, I got a, I got a couple key people that I use for, for as far as marketing and promotion. Um, I got some good PR teams that I use when it's time, when it's time to market and promote projects. Um, it just depends on what I'm doing, what type of project, what type of um, what type of reception I want to, what type of reception I want to make, yeah. Um, what type of impression I want to make. It just depends on who I use with the marketing promotion. But on the underground scene, it's just like <clears throat> it's really just is is really. E- I won't say it's easier, but if you got the right channels and the right outlets, it's it's simpler. Because you can really get into the core hip hop fans, like that's just a B tape right there. Yeah, you dropped those two albums in, in 2022, huh? Yeah. Both of those albums back with six months apart, a couple months apart. Yeah, six months apart, something like that. And still having music just sitting on the back burner too, right? Like, yeah, like shit. I just dropped uh, my brother's keeper just dropped this year. The gospel just dropped this year. Like, I got projects dropping all year. Like 23, I'm, I'm trying to drop. I think I did 18 projects last year. 23, I said I at least want to do 36 to 40. Damn. Um, because I'm just really Working. grasping the whole digital game and how it really works. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, okay, I see what my catalog did off 18 projects. I see what my splits was, and I see what my publishing checks is, and I'm seeing. So it's like, okay, if I do 18, and my numbers this year was almost half a million half a million streams all right next year i do 36 i should at least have at least a million streams next year let's see what that do yeah, yeah. let's see what them numbers look like a million streams let's see how many actual people buy the product this yeah, year. Yeah. um and my goal is this year just to really sell vinyl so right now i'm really pushing the uh rap buys of vinyl you know what i'm saying so yeah, my yeah. goal this year is that i got that coming on vinyl you got both of them coming on vinyl <laughs> no just rap Bowser right now but then i'm, I'm gonna go back and do rap his art after yeah, that. yeah i'll take both I want, of them i want to do a double double yeah. collection of both yeah do like a yeah like a dope ass piece yeah, yeah. man yeah because i'm into vinyls too bro if you yeah, definitely like, because I, I like that shit. and it's still vinyl collector like i i know a couple yeah, artists that that sells out in vinyls in, in 30 minutes like they can sell out 300 vinyls in 30 minutes, I'd be like, bro, y'all tapped in. Yeah, just. But it just worked. It just continued to work. Yeah, bro. Marketing and all that shit, too. Like, uh, Cushion Coffee, bro, I did no marketing, bro. Not Nothing at all. Like, I did just, like, little fucking posts here and there, dog. But as far as, like, really putting in effort as marketing, bro, I didn't even do none of that shit. And it's just like, if I would have, I guaranteed I'd have had twice as much as followers. But it's just that battling. Everything like the time, the time, bro, the time. It's like a little piece here, a little piece there, and then like trying to find somebody like a team and should try to get together, bro. And then people don't have the same schedules and shit falls off, and it's like it's it's, it's difficult as hell. But I still still grinding, still doing what I got to do. You know, it's just got to get it done. How how, did you ever find like financial man doing what you do? Uh, Do you have a side guy? This is everything. I mean, that's what I do. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. So, like, when I took my, my break in music, I dabbled into fashion. So, yeah. I also got a fashion company, Fashion World LLC. So, I do fashion shows, pop-ups. So, like, I really work for myself. So, okay. during the day, on Saturdays and Sundays, I might have a pop-up shop or um, doing, hosting a show for the radio station or doing, you know what I'm saying? So, it's always something, but I, I really work for myself. Yeah. Tell me about the pop-up shops, man, as far as that, like how... Oh, you got going on because I got a little clothing line too. Maybe yeah. I could be interested. Fashion World LLC started seven years ago um, with us doing fashion shows. And then uh, it branched out to pop up shops after that because I had a whole bunch of vendors and I had nothing for them, nothing, no other thing for them to do. Yeah. So um, one of my friends was opening up an event space and I was like, yo, I'm just going to start doing pop ups. And seven years later, they still going strong. We're still doing them. We just had one this following this past weekend at uh, Block Thirty Seven downtown Chicago in Aridia. Um, that was a good one. So you know what I'm saying? It's just getting better and keep growing and getting bigger and better. Yeah, yeah. So let me know the next event, bro. I'll come down and like maybe maybe capture it for you or something. We could work something out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. Definitely, definitely. And, and get me tapped in. Maybe we could set up a vendor or something. Yeah, yeah. Do something, man. That's 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 fire, though. Cause man, how 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 did you transition into fashion though? Like how how I mean, that come I, along? I always been in fashion. So like when I was in the, the group in Chicago, Moneybag Boys, I was the youngest. Yeah. So it was like I always was downtown shopping. They like, man, where the fuck you get this shit from? I was wearing cardigans and all type of shit. They're like, yo, what? 
Cause yeah. they not seeing this in the hood. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm downtown on the day. I come to the hood and see all in this, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stop in here, grab me <laughs> something. I'm down here. I ain't worried about y'all. Y'all will catch it when y'all catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that, from that point on, I just always had an interest in fashion. Like I I remember, even before then, I remember seventh eighth grade. My best friend Jr. His brother is one of the creators of Fashion Geek. Okay. So I was wearing Fashion Geek seventh eighth grade, not knowing. 15, 20 years later, it's one of the premier brands in Chicago. Yeah, that's pretty fire. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and when I look at that, I just look at it. It just shows me that anything is possible. Like, I remember wearing this. I remember y'all going to press this. I remember coming to the crib seeing boxes of this. Yeah, yeah. And now, <laughs> you know? now it's like up there. Now it's there. Yeah, that's pretty. And, and it's consistency too, bro. That's like. And that's what it shows me. And that's why I tell everybody, like, if you look at any interview on me, I'm always big on consistency. Yeah. As long as you be consistent, you will always win. You be consistent, you going to fucking win. Regardless. Is, it, is, that why you, might, is that why you push for the 30, 30 albums or 30 it's projects just, it's this just time? just me testing me. Yeah, me yeah. pushing the limit with me. So, because yeah. if I'm not pushing myself to be better, ain't nobody else is. 100%. So I want people around me that's going to put it. I want to see you do 30. Matter of fact, you can't do 40. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. got you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I know what I expect from me. So that's how I how I perceive it, and that's how I push, because I ain't trying to let myself down. Because if I let myself down, I know all the people that I got dependent on me. So that's, it's just letting everybody else down. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to see no sad faces. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Shit. Speaking of that, you got your family, man? You got kids and stuff? Yeah, man, I got Four kids. Oh, I got five. Twins, twin boys, um, five years old, um, a four-year-old, and a nine-year-old, nine-year-old daughter. So how do you how do you balance that, man, as far as like? Man, it's a balance. It's yeah. a balance. Um, it's just making time. It's, it's, time, it's preparation. It's timing. It's, it's, it's learning to be organized. Like, most of the time, I'm up at five. I know y'all get up at seven, so yeah, I need yeah. two hours to myself. <laughs> to yeah, get typical. my life structured before I got to start structuring y'all life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just preparing. Yeah. And sticking to the schedule. Like if I got to get up at, at, at extra two hours to give me more peace throughout my day and make my day move smooth, smooth or cool. Because if I get up the same time as y'all, we rushing. Yeah, yeah. We, we behind. behind. <laughs> <laughs> we behind. I'm trying to be ahead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even when I'm even if I'm running behind, I'm still on time. Yeah, yeah. If I stay ahead. Even when I'm running late, I'm right on time. So that's how I look at it. So like uh, battling, battling, battling life, fucking obstacles and everything else we deal with, man. man. Uh, like how do you how do you keep your mental together, man? As a man, like as far as that, what? that took me the longest time. That's why I say, that's why I don't. That's why I said what I said about the Soldier Boy situation because that took me the longest time to understand how to remove personal feelings from business yeah because as growing up i was taking everything personal and not understanding the business of it so i feel like now it's taught me to be level-headed like i never get too happy i never get too sad i'm always in the same medium like i can be nominated for a grammy and i'm gonna talk to you just like this oh that's what's up because if i don't win i'm cool with that if i win i'm cool with that I'm cool with the honorable mention because I know where I come from. Yeah. I'm inspiring somebody. It might be somebody in my house, but I know I'm inspiring somebody yeah. that's going to be greater than me. So long as I know I can keep inspiring and bringing forth something better, then that's what I'm, that's what I'm pushing forward to. Because like, in life, you know, it's two sides of life. Yeah. It's what, when you realize that life is short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's like what you do before that point, and then it's what you do after that point. Yeah, we did a lot of shit before we realized how short life was. Yeah. So now it's trying to better the wrong decisions that we made. Hundred percent. So and, and that's why I'm at with it. It's like I'm just trying to be a better person than I had been. So when you got to that point, man, like when you realized, like we realized we had a short life, is that when you started like kind of like spending more time with the family or you always had like a balanced time with that? I ain't had no choice. When I when I realized it, when it set me down, like I always knew it, I gained more of it, but it really set me down when I got shot in the leg. Okay. I got shot in my leg and it broke my leg. 
So I was at home sitting still for literally eight months. And just thinking. Couldn't do nothing. Couldn't do nothing but make your mind stronger. Yeah. And I'm happy that at that time, my mind was strong enough to withstand what I was going through. Because a lot of people going through what I was going through right at that time, they would have folded. Yeah. Because you literally can't do nothing for yourself. Everything that you used to be able to do, you cannot yeah. longer do. You got to learn it all over again. That's the most frustrating thing in life. Yeah. It's a no, you used to be able to do something. Now you, now can't, you can't physically do it. So that's motive. You got to have that mind. You got to have a strong mind to motivate you to keep going, to keep going, to keep going. When you know, like, all right, man, it's going to be a long road. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a long road. Eventually. That's what life, that's what that's what I'm in it for. I ain't in it, I ain't in it for the short run. I'm in it for the long run. So when you figure it out that way, you just you do what you gotta do to get back. Yeah. And, and become better. Hundred percent. As far as uh some young man dealing with some shit like that, man. <laughs> man, anybody going through that, man, I just tell them, you know, just keep your mind strong. Like during them times I listen to a lot of uh E. T. You know what I'm saying? Eric Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of the best at speaking truth in a real form that okay. can connect to urban. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not trying to be nothing that he don't that that he's not trying to be. Like I love E.T. because when you see E.T., he one of the only motivational speakers or one only uh, person in that field that's not out here with a suit and tie on. You see E.T. on, he got a, a hoodie and a hat on like me and you. Yeah, yeah. Normal person, yeah, normal person. It give you that presence that it make you feel. It make you feel like it's real, even if it ain't. It give you that feel. Yeah, it give you that feel of comfortability, and that's what you got to do with everything in life. You got to give them that feel of comfortability. If you want the fans to buy into what you're doing, you got to make them feel comfortable and invite them in. Yeah, you got to be inviting for them because yeah. it's a lot of other niggas they can go listen to. It's a thousand other podcasts they can go to watch. It's a thousand other podcasts they can listen to. Yeah. So you got to invite them in. And that's the key. Yeah. That's what's up, man. As far as, they, yeah, me too, man. It's dealing with the whole emotion. I just got to that point and realized life was short. Because I started reflecting on everything I did already. And it's just like, damn, I already did a lot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's like, man, I'm looking out because I got three little girls at home too. I got three little girls at home Ooh, too. Oh, you got three, see. So I got, was, I got five all together. See, my, my oldest daughter is 18. was first. See, and. And that, like, my daughter, when my daughter came, it was like, that calmed me down. Yeah. But when my boys came, that was like, damn. that was the real eye-opener for me. Like, damn, these really, like, little me's. Like, so I really got to watch what I do. I got to really be on top of my game for them because they mark everything we do. Yeah, 100%. One of my sons see me making beats. All he do is every day is try to make a beat. Yeah. He swing. His beats way better than mine. I be like, keep working. They will be. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that goes with a lot, too, uh, based on, like, the how, how we were taught as a family. Because I grew up in a family where it was, like, just partying and smoking, you know, just drinking all the time and yep. extra extra other activities. And you become a product of that. Yeah, exactly. A product of your environment. Yep. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Yep. And I was trying to, like, uh, go over this shit with my siblings and my, my mom and shit. And people just, like, they don't accept it because, you know what I'm saying, they, they already, they're, it's already in the past, whatever, but... I'm just trying to address it now for my 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 era, yeah, yeah, yeah. From so that my kids will grow up with a different perspective on like how to treat life and family members and shit like that, and how to be uh, compassionate, understanding. You know what I'm saying? With a little more humbleness. You know what I'm saying? That's why I started with us yeah, because bro. everything that we instill in our children comes from who? Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything that even the good, the bad, the ugly. Everything that's instilled in you came from from my family. <laughs> the, the good, the bad. I, <laughs> I, I say that all the time. I'll be like, man, I hate I got that from my dad. Yeah. I and it'd be like the stuff that you never wanted to pick up be what you really pick up. Yeah. And some of it be good, like and you said, the good and the bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it's because it's we are what we are. We're a product of our environment. And, and I think once we understand that and accept that, that's when we can start to move on and heal and become better a better human being for the people that's around us. Yeah. Because until we understand that, we holding grudges. We got a lot of animosity. We won't let things go that's 15, 20 years old. Like, shit. But when you finally let that burden go and exhale, it'd be like, shit, it's a whole... A whole fucking different... Like, what? Shit. I should have did this shit 10 years ago. I (laughs) (laughs) I feel so much better. Man, I can tell you, that shit, it it, it does feel better when you get released of that shit. And it's hard for people, too, like you said, like... 
I'm just trying to reach out to the young brothers out there, man, that go be going through some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Keep their head up. Just if they need to, fucking hit somebody up, man. Call somebody. Call me on hit me up on a IG DM if you need to. Definitely, man. It's it's real. Anybody, you know what I'm saying, that's really going through something real, man. The main thing I can tell you is keep your head up no matter what you're going through. Stay focused and stay down because, you know what I'm saying, you ain't going to be down forever. You know what I'm saying? You just got to stick to the course. You got to stay the course. Even when it look like it ain't working for you, it's going to work some point. Some way. Just got to keep pushing. Put the rain, put the raincoat on. Put the raincoat on. Sometimes you got to put the snow boots on, mm-hmm. man. For, Look, for the sun to shine, the rain got to come. So you got to be able to survive everything to, to take the good. Because when with, with comes success, it's always something. It's always a downfall. It's always something that comes along with it. And expect failure because failure it's, happens. It's all, when, with success, it's always an expense. Oh. So it's always a cost for it. So you always got to pay something at some time. Bad, you ever, speaking of the expenses, you ever took like a big hit like, Hell yeah, <laughs> shit. Hell yeah. When I when I fucking decided to to walk away and, and be rebellious to the record labels, hell yeah, I took a hit. Cause it was like a lot of things that was owed to me, I never received. Okay. So it was just like, but I look at it as a learning experience. It might, it look, I look at it now like shit. Maybe I didn't really deserve that shit. Why? Because it took like a percentage of your bag away, basically, or what? I mean, as far that as too. stepping away from the record label, is just because you just didn't agree to the terms of that's like what they. It's like I just got to the point where it was just like I did anything that I I could do to get out of my contract. Oh, I got a show to. I got to be here today for an interview. I ain't going. I I be there. So they just dropped you, or they? Yeah, because I finally got what I wanted, but that ain't really what I wanted. It, I knew that I wanted to be independent, but I didn't know how to be independent at that time. Okay. So you were just going off on a limb at the point then. Well, shit, it worked out for the best though, right? Hell yeah. At that point, man. At that point, it just took me back to being humble. It humbled me. And that's what I needed that, at that time was to be humble again. Yeah. Because sometimes we get full of ourselves and don't remember. Who we are. Exactly. So it was a humbling experience, and it brought me back to life, and it brought me back to what my real passion was. Yeah. And I had to just be real with myself. At some point, you got to be real with yourself and be like, yo, is this really what you want to do? What is your real definition of success? What is success to you? Happiness. Fuck what everybody else thinks. Yeah. What is success to you? Once you achieve that, then don't worry about nothing else. Yeah. Fuck them. That's that, cause, bro. That's that. because it's all type of different levels of success. It's how the fuck you look at it. Yeah. Just doing what you fucking do every day, what you love. As long as you're doing what you love, then love it and keep winning. Yeah, that's it, man. And if you ain't doing what you love, try it. Try it, and once you try it, I swear to God, you will never go back. You will make a way. You will make a way to make a way to make sure you never go back. Yeah, yeah. You will make a way to find out how to make a way. To do what you love to do. 100%. Basically, yeah. you will find a way to make a bag to, to to finance what you love to do. Yeah. Period. If that's what you love to do. And do it for the love. Don't do it for, for what, you, what everybody yeah. else get into it for. Do it because you love it. And, and you're that, always going to win. And that's where I'm at, too, at like uh, with photography and work, because video work. Because it's hard to charge people because I always just, I, I just love to do it. You know what I'm saying? So... And I told my wife, if you want to make money, you're going to have to take over because I'm not going to be able to fucking talk to people because I'll just give the product away. <laughs> I swear, uh, that took me the longest. My girl still be on me about that. Like, you're just too friendly. Yeah, but that's just uh, like. But it's just, it's just me. It's yeah, 100%. Just, it's, it's just, just who we are, bro. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, eventually it'll come back. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come back tenfold. It's going to come back. It's going to bring you a client that's going to be like, you know what? I got ten thousand dollars for you. I need you to come film. I need you to come shoot yeah. for four hours. We got three different set locations. Everything is picked out for you. Yep. Like I took some fire ass pictures of Ye and Drake, bro. Fire. From the from the uh, Free Larry Hoover concert. Mm-hmm. And that was like, like goddamn. Monumental. Yeah, it was like part how, of history. Yeah, it was like how the fuck did I? You know saying? Just a motherfucker from East Chicago, bro. Film of taking pictures of a part of history. A history, bro. That shit was like epic as hell. You're creating history right now. 
100%. You're instilling yourself in history. So what I was telling my brother that's an artist, right? This is his artwork right here. His name's Dope. It's Acrylic Poppy on uh, IG. And that Jordan piece right there, I told him. I was like, fuck it, dude. I was going to just put it on eBay one day or put it on, like, all kind of sites for a million dollars, right? Just a million dollars. And he, and I said, if it sells, do you know what it does for you? Makes you a millionaire. <laughs> a millionaire painter. <laughs> exactly. saw, so all your other pieces are worth a million plus or a million under. And he just made me another yay, Kanye Way one, Kanye West one, because we brought him up on the podcast. I need, I need to get with bro, because uh, I'm big in art. You see a lot of my covers are hand-drawn. Like, uh, I'm big in bringing art and music together. Yeah. Um, that's why a lot of my projects is titled the way they titled, because I feel like bringing that art visual aspect back to music was missing. It's been missing. missing the elements of hip-hop and music. Yeah, all the way. It's all watered down. Yeah. Drink, it's, it's not even it's not even water anymore. It's tap water. <laughs> <laughs> straight out the faucet, man. It's not even water anymore. It's straight out speaking the of that too, man. Speaking of tapping in that, like as far as like saturation on how hip hop is now, bro. Like as far as good music and bad music and terrible, you know, we talked about the sex, money, drug topic. There is no such thing as a bad song. You know why? Because somebody gonna like it, mm-hmm. and I can play it enough. To make the masses like it, hundred percent. So, so how can you tell me something is bad? We yeah. hear, we hear a lot of bad songs, bro. Just like it's just how they market and promote it amongst the masses. Why do you think that is? Because it's part of the agenda. Like it, all you gotta do is do your research. What, look how, look oh, how the music shifted. What agenda just, are we talking about here, man? Spread a little uh, acknowledgement for these young viewers, or just look how music culture shifted. Um. Think about early nineties. Early nineties. Go do your research and look at all the record labels that got stocks in private penitentiaries and jail systems. Follow the numbers. Follow the trail. <laughs> all you gotta do is follow the trail. And this is all just a marketing scheme on their part, right? Marketing and promotion scheme. So if we making the music to influence this, we owning the facilities that's facilitating this. We get money for y'all to be in jail. We keeping the money that y'all making while you in jail because you can't receive no royalties. Yeah, you can't yeah. receive no money while you in jail. Oh. So we keeping this. By the time you get out, you got to have 250000 to audit us, and you only got three years to do that. Yeah. <sighs> who, who when they come home sitting on 250000 after all their money just been sitting? Nobody. <laughs> and they're collecting all the royalties while you're <laughs> locked up. They eating like a fat rat right now. All right, that's the way the industry. And we pushing the agenda. Yo, put another hundred thousand in that record. And that's now just, that shit spending more than it was ever spending. That's why I think it's more important for young motherfuckers to understand how to get into the independent game more than uh, getting trapped in one of these three sixty deals or anything like that. Man. I tell artists just like this, man. It costs you three hundred dollars to become a real artist, man. Three hundred fucking dollars to become a real artist. Do that shit. Y'all spending fucking. Fifteen hundred on fucking shoes. Spend three hundred dollars and become a real fucking artist. Sign yourself. Do your motherfucking publishing. Become your own publisher. Become your own writer. Copyright your music. Own your own shit. Yeah. They don't want us to know this. So when we come and give you this big ass advance, and you wonder why ten years later you broke as fuck because you not getting no royalties because we own that shit. You signed over your masters for this upfront money. That advance they always try to throw at you, right? <laughs> Take this, son. Yeah, here. Yeah, here's Change the $750,000 right here. Yeah, go ahead. Go buy my mama house. Go buy $375,000 recording, $375,000 publishing. Oh, shit. So so publishing, we're not thinking about publishing because they don't have a teacher's publishing. And that's what <laughs> that's what Master P did, right? He took his own. He kept all his publishing. Yeah, they gave him the dist- Oh, no, he did his own. They, no, they own. gave him the distro deal, but he did all his marketing yeah. and shit by himself. yeah. I just need y'all machine. I bring my own money to the table. Yeah. Push my shit through y'all machine. <laughs> Change the game for everybody, man. Not, 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 still, people don't even know. They still get their fucking advances and 360 deals and all this other shit because they just hungry for that money real quick, man. Man, that shit still is here, man. I, that's why I tell people, like, the ones that, that take advance of somebody who didn't look at the long run. Because if you are already hot right now, why would I take your advance? Shit, no. I did the work to get here. 
I can just wait on the royalties. It's already on the way. Like Dolph. Instead of take, signing my shit over for this for this bag right here, I'll yeah. just wait three, four more months. What you thinking about right now? Yeah. Oh, man, I can buy my house right now. Shit, five years from now, boy, that should be worth more. Like Your catalog is going to be worth way more. Like right now, Label's trying to buy Russ catalog. 30 million. He like, nah. I want 500 million. I own everything. Every beat. He getting 200% of all his royalties. 200%. It's 100%. Damn, they're trying to buy him out? It's 100% for writers and composers. Yeah. And it's 100% for the publisher. He getting 200% because he his publisher. Yeah. He's the composer. He's the writer. And Russ is killing it. <laughs> <laughs> So all the money is coming to me. Every dollar. Every dime. Yeah. Come on, man. Who put you on game, man? Who 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 stirred you in the right way? Um, just me being a student. Like I I didn't I didn't learn from a lot of people. Like my homie right here, Cheddar Checkers, um, Gigi Miller, um, just my industry friends, just me asking questions. Like I I'm gonna ask. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Because I remember the times when I sat back in the meetings and didn't ask the questions when I should have been. Should have been asking questions. So it's like, nah, hell no, I'm gonna ask any question I need. Oh man. First thing I found out when I came back to music, I called I called 17 entertainment lawyers. How much is gonna be for me to be able to call you at any time I got a question? How much is that? <laughs> I'm asking <laughs> prices. Let me know. <laughs> because I need you in my database. Yeah. Because I never know when something might happen. It might be three in the morning. I'm I'm in the studio with Benny the Butcher, and he said he want this beat and hook. I need to be able to call you at four and have you yeah. up. Yo. Come on, I'm finna send you over this split sheet. This is what they want to offer me. I need you to look over this paperwork. Figure out what you need and invest in what you need. And be real with yourself. Don't go look for a manager if you ain't got shit to manage. Yeah. Don't go buy an entertainment lawyer if you ain't even got a fucking BMI. If you not even registered, don't do it. Yeah. Learn the steps to the game. That's why Meek say it's levels because it's real levels to this shit. Figure out the level you on and do what you need to do. So you have, have you threw any shows? Like, have you ever lined I up mean, any shows I, or anything I, I like that? I've done multiple shows. Like, in, in the city of Chicago, like, I didn't done multiple shows. Well... Man, so many shows. Like, you got some more coming up or in a planned future? Uh, I got a show February 22nd at Magoo's. Um, we got the Shake the Room concert. Um, and then I got the uh, concert April 22nd at Sub T with Drew Jilla, uh, Rufus Sims, Taco, Mike, Mike Logic, and Joey Streets. Um, it's a lot of guys performing at Sub T April twenty second. I got a couple shows coming up. Is that on that's on your IG? You got a fire on your IG? It's on Instagram under um yeah, go to Instagram and type in five nine four five the hits. Yeah, it ain't letting you type right now. Yeah, I know I gotta do I gotta <laughs> set up to two different computers. Like no, buddy, wrong side. <laughs> uh type in fab F A B. Nine four five. Yep, that second one. Yep, the first. Yep, the second one. This one. Yep. And it's down. Shit, it might be down. Some more. Now keep going. Keep going. It's the shake the room. Right there. Shake the stage. Yep. There you go. That's at Magoo's, February twenty fourth, and then April twenty second. That flyer dropping, and then March twenty third. We got Wrong Streets and Stove God at the Promotor. Okay. So how's that shit managing shit like that, bro? A headache. <laughs> but I love it because I remember how it used to be to be an artist on that other end. So that's why I do it to give artists that opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I mess with a lot of artists out of state, like a lot of Griselda, drum work, BSF artists. And I know a lot of them influenced by the market. They all want to come to Chicago and perform. So with me having them avenues, it kind of helps me in my favor. Man, we could even do like a whole publishing thing, man. Now that I'm thinking about oh, it, yeah. like, 
Like literally. We can we can we got we got a whole lot we can do. We finna sit down and put some things together. Yeah, for real, cause like we could just market some crazy shit together, dog. As far as like connecting the dots, you know what I'm saying? As far as coming here, giving the the, the time, the space, the the videography, the pictures, the whole nine yards, the podcast, it'll be it'll be off the chain. Yeah, we could definitely do something, bro. Let's put it together. Yeah, man, this is fucking it's fire, bro. Hey, by the way, you're fucking your beat making is off the chain, dog. It's good to hear a sound like that, man. Like uh, back is old school, you know, taking pieces of samples and throwing it in. Man, it's it's so cold how you do it, man. It's a fantastic sound and piece of art that you got going on with you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, um, dog. It's just me creating what I grew up listening to. Yeah. And then when I get to create for my favorite artists, I just think about like, yo, if I did their favorite song, what what I want the beat to sound like. I want something that match them. So when I, when my audience here, they like, yes, this is perfect. It's a perfect marriage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's my main thing. I'll be just trying to have that perfect balance. So who who's like your your top like right now that you want you got a beat for that you you want on there? You got to reach out to or something. Shit, I want, top artist. I, I want Benny on something. I need the butcher on something for real. Like I got some. <laughs> yeah. I need Benny on some like I got some shit. I got some shit that he love. Like we can just like go crazy and crazy, crazy drums, crazy switch ups. You know what I'm saying? Just like me showing my full range. So you never worked with him before? I haven't worked with him personally. I didn't work with a lot of his artists. Um, he didn't get on one a track of mine, but I didn't get to be in the studio with him. But we. We got a good relationship. He he know me when he see me. We we yeah, yeah, we've yeah. been in a lot of places. Um, every time he come to the city, he always show love. So I'm always backstage and kicking it. So just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. So you got your own clothing line too, man, or no? Since you're in the fashion game. Yeah, my clothing line called Rich Wealthy Club. Um, shit, I've been having that for about six years. Um, you can check that out online. Rich Wealthy Club Clothing Instagram. Rich Wealthy Club Clothing. Um, I normally have a jacket on, but I ain't wear one today. Um, but like that hat he I got on on that cover, that's a rich wealthy club hat. Like I start to try to brand the the merchandise and, and the artwork as well. Man, you could even put that shit on a shirt. Oh Both. yeah, all this is merch. Um, see, I gotta see. I haven't been pushing my brand so much because then I got a, a licensing deal for all my covers with Unbreakable Hearts. So if you go to UnbreakableHeartsClothing.com, you can catch all of these covers. On t-shirts, hoodies, uh, shorts, all type of shit. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, that's what's up. Tapping an avenue, man. How's how's that like as far as the the, the shopping and shit? Like, how, you got some, a small team to do, or you did it all yourself? It's setting up your, your um, merch. Um, I set up all my stuff, and then I just sent it all to drop shipping to a shipping warehouse, and they to take care of all. Print and go. For me. Yeah, like I don't, I don't I don't have the time to deal with that no more. Oh shit! How- I, I used to do it, but then it just started getting too time-consuming. You forget to send out orders. Uh, nah. So what's it? What's me. what's a good one? Just by the way, no way, no promotional shit for this website. What's one? What's one you use? Like uh, Printful. Printful. Printful is one of my favorites. Um, they get the job done. Orders get out in two, three days tops. Um, six seven days to the consumer. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that's, that's great. So when you when you when you drop something for marketing, right? Do you do you just spread it out? Do you buy ads as far as like time and shit, so you can play it at a certain time, or you just constantly just have somebody flowing that shit through the social media at a certain um, time? Press releases, um, Instagram ads, Facebook ads. Um, really just promote to my fan base. Yeah. Um, I really don't really try to step outside of my fan base because we doing a whole lot of marketing and with the projects and albums that I'm steady re- receiving new fans. So I just keep trying to give it to the people that's already tapped in because they already following. Yeah. You got loyal supporters that support you. You're going to win. Just all, keep- all you need is 10% of those. 10% of those to buy anything you got at full price, you're winning. After July, I'm not selling nothing on streaming platforms. It's all going to be on official.com. Oh, no shit. It's the only way you finna get it. You finna pay me that top dollar. I'm not so you're going to get your own site, everything, so everything comes through you? Yeah, only thing that's going to be on streaming sites is singles. The full projects would be all on the website. Oh, okay. Because because I ain't worried about that. Y'all going to sell that for 99 cent anyway. Yeah. I'll take the 80 cent off that. Hell Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll take the 80 cent off that, but this album, no, nah, I'm not. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. That's cool though. Cause man, I, like uh, that's the whole thing for that's why I like fucking balancing like the shirts. Cause I got a bunch of different like logo tees and shirts and uh, different graphic tees, mm-hmm. and it's just, like balancing that. Cause I was trying to figure out how the fuck am I gonna keep shipping these things. But you, a lot of people told me to go do that ship to print shit where they just ship them as you go as people buy them. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a lower overhead because you don't have to warehouse nothing, you don't have to print nothing, and what you normally selling shirts at? Like thirty five. Thirty five. So it might cost you seven dollars to make it. So you still making twenty eight dollars. Yeah. Same same overhead that you would make by buying the shirt and taking them somewhere to get them printed and pressed, or getting the transfers to press them. It's, yeah. it, it still all come out like I didn't did it every way. <laughs> so when I did the math, it's like, yeah, uh, just eliminates, eliminates, it eliminates less stress and it gives you more time to enjoy what you love doing. 100%. And if you love designing, it gives you more time to design. Yeah, I got to get on that shit because that's like the main thing too, like keeping up with the product as far as like, it's like, fuck, I got to go buy another 300 shirts. And it's like, man. The, so the, they got their own product of shirts too as, as far as that? Yep. Every yeah, brand, I'm gonna check that every out, man. Every brand that you probably use, they got on there. What brand you buying? Uh, high level. Definitely on there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm always getting Bella Canvas. I love them because they're the softest. But now I'm Bella Can, how much would it, what are they like a shirt? Uh, like nine. Nine. And what do you sell your shirts at? Forty five, fifty. For the so high it, quality, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about doing too, man. Just bump it up, like. People out there spending like $900 on some fool shit. Bro, we, me and him was just talking about this. He was like, man, I got to drop my line because I spent $90 on this sweatshirt right here, bro. Bro, man. that's just crazy, and right? I watched this shit one time, and it's terrible. Man. <laughs> that's why I watched this motherfucker like three times. These are uh, transfers. Mm-hmm. And the motherfuckers, I like the way they feel and they work. They they fuse to the, the uh, uh, yeah, cloth I, real good. Yeah, I used them before, too. I, yeah. I still got a couple of them. I like them because you can just, they good for tour for me. Yeah. Because I don't have to have a whole bunch of merch. I can just press them as you need them. I always got my heat press. I always got my Ready? transfers. I got the sizes. So what size you need? Small, medium, large, extra large, source. Okay, give me two minutes. Yeah. Heat press already hot. <laughs> Want me to sign this for you? Cool. Here you go. Hold was... it back up. Here you go. Man. So uh, in the future, what do you, you plan on doing, man? Like, what's the end game for you? Um... As being a top tier producer, super producer, that and just continue doing everything else that I love. You know, what I'm saying being a radio personality, being an author, um, being a dad, just doing all those things. Like I just want to do those things at a high level. Radio personality. You said you did a radio show too, by the when we were talking earlier. Yeah, Tell me a little bit about that. What, what radio a, show you I on? I got a radio show called Up Top Show. Um, I'm on five nine four five Chicago. It's syndicated on thirty different stations worldwide. It's called the Up Top Show. Um, you can check it out on Spotify. You can look it up. Um, I had different guests on there as well. Um, it's just just me continue to work and 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 learn new things because I always want to do radio. So at some point, when I'm done producing, I want to you know what I'm saying. Step into the. Yep. So what's your show like basically about? Um, up top show is just basically interviews and bringing up, uh, current events and just playing the hottest current new new music. It's all weekly up updated new songs every week. Um, so it's just us keeping up up with the with the with the content. Uh, like local artists, or you kind of like go around with uh, like I'm what's really going like around worldwide. in those? I'm yeah, like okay. worldwide because I'm just not uh, a Chicago person. Like, so I, I got people that mess with me everywhere. So I take submissions worldwide. Um, the up top shows. I done had a lot of dope interviews. I done had uh, man, a lot of people. I can't think right now. <laughs> up top, up top, up top show. Put it together. Up and the show. Yep. Nope, nope, nope. Just type in to official. Up top. Oh shit! Top top. Okay. Uh, uh, up top, up top. Oh, up top.
go up, go up, go up, go up. Yep, right there. Turn your left. Oh, yeah? Yep. That's, I don't know if the new episode's on there, but that's a lot of them. That's some of them. So you pre-record them and then you upload them later? Or? Um, yeah, because most of my interviews are on Zoom because I normally um, we use a video content as well. Okay. Um, so most of my interviews are done on Zoom unless I do them on location. Like some of them I'm done on location, different places and events and stuff like that. Oh, you just go live on Zoom, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. How's that? Like, how does that platform work? Really? Um, I like it good for my schedule interviews, like when I'm doing artists in oh, other okay. cities and states like that. It comes in handy because I can just be like, yo, we'll do Zoom tomorrow at 3 o'clock your time. Make sure you on. I'll be on two minutes before. Make sure we get all our sound and our levels correct. And then I just go in and press record. Like, I have it set up just like this. They yeah, can be yeah. on their computer or their phone and we just get it done. Okay, that's what's up. Quality come in clear just like on the board. You get the different track levels. It gives you, you know what I'm saying, they, they input, your input. You can go and mix the sounds in there. There we go right there. <clears throat> and you can go uh, listen to it and, and do what you need to do. How is the transition to starting this, man? Like, uh, Oh, man, it's time consuming. Yeah. Time consuming. It's consistency. Yeah, That's 100%. why I like it because it's, it's another thing that you got to be consistent with. Because when you on that many stations and you start skipping weeks, they like, yo, what's going on? Where you at? Yeah. <laughs> Where you been? Yeah, so it's like it's about being consistent. It's another thing of consistency. Yeah. Just like having a podcast. It's consistently doing podcasts and consistently bringing content. So did you got like just sat in and started going or did you like practice for a little bit first and then? Um, I watched it for a while and then I started doing guest hosting. Um, I had guest hosted on a station in Chicago. What was it called? Uh, I forgot that station. It was FM station up north. Um, I started guest hosting over there, and then they started bringing me on as a regular. And then it kind of like just really showed me the ropes. And then I went off and wanted my own show because I'm like, yo, I'm bringing all these interviews, and these niggas doing all the talking. Like, they <laughs> all hogging. Yeah. He's only want to pass the rock. Like, bro, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? I think I'm just going to do my own shit. Like, I'd rather just bring in my own DJ, let him do his thing. I bring in the guest and just have fun with it. Uh, and, and then I don't have to depend on nobody. Yeah. Even if my DJ can't come this week, yo, send me a 20 minute mix. Send me something. Send me a mix. Send me something too. So you do all the uploading and all that too? All the editing, go through the audio and all that too? Yep. I mean, that's what I went to school for, audio engineering. So it ain't nothing for me to click, click, oh, click, shit. click, and, and get it together. Yeah. That's that's what I grew up on. Like, that's what, that was why I love producing, because you can get down to the bottom of it. You can, Man, that's, that's you what can I'm, take it apart to build it up. That's <laughs> what I'm starting to fall in love with as far as, like, the, the sounds and the beat making, man. Like, the shit, how you can manipulate the beat. And it's, it's, it's just like video editing, too, man. It's just like how you can manipulate the film and all that shit, the transitions, the photos and shit like that, too. It's just a different art form. Yeah. And it's just, like, cool how you can make these sounds and different fucking waveforms and fucking, you know what I'm saying, value levels. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm starting to learn that shit, and it's starting to fall in love with that shit more and more because it's just another creative way to be creative, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. I love it because it keeps you um, keeps you sharp. Yeah. It keeps you thinking the ways how to be creative. As long as you steady trying to be creative, you will be creative. So did you play any instruments too as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I learned to play a few instruments at Columbia because we had to learn the theory. So once I learned the theory, I started learning the notes and the keys, and that's what helped me out a lot. Music theory? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because at Columbia, that was a must. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, hi. That kind of it made sense more or better for you to build scales and shit, right? Yeah. It helps you. The intro music definitely helps you. And then when you got introduced, you already into beat making, so that shit just so transitioned. just transitioned right over, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, you can tell, man, because your shit's pretty fucking fire. It was pretty fucking cool to have you on, man. Dope. Honestly, I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Anything you want to say before we get up out of here, bro? Man, y'all make sure y'all go follow me on all streaming platforms and be looking out for tons of new music dropping. Y'all go to that Spotify. Y'all hit that follow button. Y'all go to Apple Music. Y'all play me on all your favorite streaming platforms. I don't care whichever one you play them on. Just type in two official the number two W O O F F I S H A L L. 
And follow me on all platforms at the number two O-F-F-I-S-H-A-L-L, man. And make sure y'all stay locked in to the Cushion Coffee Podcast, man. Yo, love. Appreciate you coming on, bro. Too yeah, official. Man. Hey, go check him out, man. He got some dope ass rap art. Rap is art. Go check him out, man. Go download him on all music platforms, man. It's pretty, like, cool as fuck to hear old hip-hop style. Back in the line life in 2022. To still, to still hear this kind of sound, man, it's fucking amazing. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, bro. I promise you I'm a fan now because this is this shit go crazy. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, this is Big Checks, man, by uh, Rick Hyde and Easy O'Hare. Shout out Easy O'Hare. He about to be coming through in a couple weeks, man. Yes, much, sir. Let's go. Much love, bro. Appreciate you coming on the Cushy Coffee Podcast, man. It's your boy, Jay Banner, and we out. Appreciate you for listening. Make sure you go uh, follow me on IG. Go follow my man, Too Official. Give me your give me your IG one more time, man. Man, the number two O F F I S H A L L two official. Follow me. Man, go give him a follow. Tap in with me on Cushy Coffee Podcast, Real Cushion Coffee Podcast underscore in between all of them. It's your boy Jay Banner, man. We out. Big checks. nigga who opinionated. What you insinuating? I get your whole shit obliterated. That AR with the hoes like it's ventilated. Show a motherfucker how it's done like a demonstration. Fuck is wrong with this generation? You a worker, that's administration. I'm a boss, it's no relation. I keep the water running irrigation. I can talk about it and paint the picture, nigga, that's illustration. Uh. Big racks, hundred pounds, getting bench pressed. Real nigga, but I leave a nigga big check. We ain't signed shit unless they got a big check. Name a drug that I ain't flipped yet. You know? Spin on them boys, they in the wild cycle. Purge on your block, them niggas going cycle. Spin on them checks, son, you know Michael. Pockets looking like I squeeze in a whole body. The whole body. Phone book shit. Big racks.